Um, uh, you don't think a person. Um, if you don't mind, we can one second over here. I'm going to mute two people. Okay, let's talk about Pesach a little bit. So, the next th next Thursday night is Vidika's Chomets night, so we're not going to have an opportunity to get together. So let's. So I know it's Parshas Vayikra, but let's uh, let's do that. Um, so I want to really focus on uh, one one point. I spoke about this before. Let's see if we can flesh out a little more. So, if you look at the Yom Tov Pesach, the night of the Seder specifically, the various different messages which seem to go together with the night of the Seder. Uh, one is obviously the message of Amuna, Amuna Yisrael Yitzrayim, etc. So that's um, what it goes without saying. Um, there's the message of the fact that we're going to come about him to Kadosh Baruch Hu, that the 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 Seder culminates with the paragraph of Halu Avdei Hashem. Uh, I think I pointed this out to you once. Uh, if I did, it's Chazara. If I didn't, it's, a, it's an important point either way. Um, it's fascinating that we, we, we split the Halu. So the, the first part of the Halu is, is connected to the, the, the Seder. The second part of the Halu is looking towards the Moshe Mashiach. Uh, so the first part of the howl is connected to the Seder. So Yitzhak Mitzrayim obviously is connected to the Seder. That that, that whole paragraph talks about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, etc. The first paragraph of Howl talks about Howl of the Hashem. Hashem is the the Goyim say he Bershem is up in, up there and he's down here, right? But it says Howl of the Hashem. Beshamay says Beshamay Beshilol says the way we do it. You read the first two paragraphs of Halal before the Suda, and we read the rest afterwards. Beshamay says you only read the first paragraph. So it's clear from Beshamay that that the second, the first paragraph is not just a way to get to the second one, and the main point is the second one, because from Beshamay you don't even say the second one before the. So Beshamay you say after the Suda. Before the Surah, you just say the paragraph of Halal of the Hashem. So that's clear that the, the, the point of the Seder is to come out of the Hashem. But to come out of the Hashem, which do it besimcha. Rivet de Miller, that's how used to say that the word Halal is, is, is used. Um, um, uh, Mahalal means it's like wild type of rejoicing. To the point that sometimes it's too, it's too wild. But Halal is not just praise, it's Excited praise. So um, we have to have the Hashem, and there has to be something which excites us. So, and that that's the point of the Seder. The point of the Seder is to get to the point of that we're excited to be Av the Hashem. But what's the vehicle to do that? There's an interesting Rambam that um, that in Hillel's Homes of Matzah. Zion. So we know the Chazal say that we say in the Haggadah, the supper, you say The more you talk, the better it is. The Ramam actually modifies that. So for who the 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 so we start off with the, the fact that we're avodim, and the Hashem has chosen us, taken us out, and chosen us with with wondrous signs. We wish a yidrash, 
And that means you darshan the Rami of until the end of that parsha. So Ramam takes that concept of and seems to tie it specifically to the, the drasha of the parsha of Rami Yavadavi. So let's look at the parsha of Rami Yavadavi and want to know why is that so important that if you want to talk, talk about Yitzhak Yitzhak, it has to be in the context of that parsha as opposed to, uh, I'll open up parsha's bow, there's plenty of things to say about Yitzhak Yitzhak and parsha's bow. Like, why do I need to talk about it from the prism of the parsha of Rami Yavadavi? So, if you look at the Rami Yavadavi, the Rami Yavadavi is in the beginning of Parsha Kisavo in, in Devorim. And it's the Parsha Bikurim. So the Torah says, you're going to come into Eretz Yisrael and you're going to get, uh, you're going to settle there. You're going to take this up to the base of Mikdash. So you make declaration number one that I I am I am magid today. Right? And then the Haggadah is the following. You didn't mention the Bikurim at all. You didn't mention anything about Rami Yavadavi yet. Your first declaration is he got it to you. I want to, I want to declare today, right? That that's the lashon of Hagada, lashon of saying that what I've arrived in the land. Now I'm, we've been in the we've been in the land for five hundred years, six hundred years, a thousand years, fifteen hundred years, and I say I I arrived. Um, to the Lord, that's your first declaration. It's interesting. Lashon kivasi alorets. Kivasi means I came from somewhere else, and here I am. I didn't come from anywhere else. I grew up here. I was born here. So that that declaration is interesting. Okay, that's not where we're getting to. Now, so the current takes the the basket. He puts it down in front of the mizbeach. If you're Nisa, we're Marta. And you, um, you, 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 now the, the word Venisa is, is, is understood to mean a lushan of Haramasko. Rashi says Haramasko. But interestingly, the Targum does not translate like that. The Targum translated as a Vesasev Vesemar. You respond. What are you responding to? So the word Aniya, Shemia Ka'ina, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's responding to something. Lushan of Aniya can mean a lushan of Haramasko. Raising your voice. It could also mean a language of a response. Rashi says it means a loss of a Roman skull. You raise your voice. But the Targum understands it to mean it's a response. So what's it a response to? So that's our second question. So we have the first question is this person comes up to Besimikdash and he makes declaration number one that I arrived in the land. Well, he's been living here his whole life. His father, his grandfather. What does it mean? Kibasi then the Karen puts this in front of the Mizbeach, Venisa, and according to the Targum, that you, you're responding. What are you responding to? Okay. Venisa, and then you would, and we and, and the and the person declares, Rami Abedobi, 
Rami Abedavi and uh, and that whole, the whole pasuk that's pasuk that's uh, that's in all of that's in pasuk K. It's pasuk Vav. When he talks about Shem Lekayim that's pasuk Zion. It's pasuk Ches. So these four pasukim we say in the Agadol. Rami Abedavi, Rami number one, is number so it's positive number three. Now there's a, there's now the Raman says the language of the Raman is that the way you do this mitzvah this mitzvah is Shidrash Mehrami Abu Dhabi Achimar Kola Parsha. And if you if you discuss and Armarich and and Moisif to, to understand this, the the drush of this parsha, raise a mishum. So now there's a, there's a fifth pasuk and there's a sixth pasuk. Okay, va'yirin alam b'kamas zeh v'hitilon azaros azoyis erzavas lo b'dvash. So there are some some of the Haggadahs which suggest at the time of the Mikdash, time when we had the base of Mikdash and we had it in Israel, we actually said the fifth pasuk is part of the Haggadah. We're 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 sitting in somewhere in Poland. We're not saying the fifth this fifth 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 pasuk. But you're in a makamazeh because we're not talking about a makamazeh. When they when Karitzel was sitting in Eretz Yisrael, the way where the basement is built, etc. Now you're in a makamazeh. It's a lot of resources. You know, so it's not it's a, it's a, you're living in the year eleven hundred of the common era. You're, you're and you're in Eretz Yisrael. You're you you shall with Eretz Yisrael. Right, you're in this mokum, but you can't say meet the lono with the horse We don't really have control over it. Vato now pesach number six. He never raised his rishis priya of the marsh and asatoli Hashem. I behold, I I brought the rishis priya of the marsh and asatoli Hashem. That's the end of the the person's declaration. We read the bikurim. So in the declaration of the bikurim, there are six psukim that he's going to declare. He's going to declare Rami Abedavi. Well, well, there's the first declaration, independent of this declaration, and that declaration just And then there's a second declaration, which is six psukim long. Starts with Rami Abedavi. That's the first posik. So those are the six. Those are the six psukim. We darshan in our god of four of them. Um, so, the person is bringing Bikur. The person had a good had a good crop. Had a good year. He takes the, the Rashi's Priya Domo, takes the Bikurim, and he brings him brings it to the base of Mikdash. Beautiful, right? He says, "Thank you, Kashbarach. We had a good year. That's how we would have. That's how we would have made the declaration. Right? We had a good year. Thank Kashbarach for the good year of the crop, etc. You give it to the kain. The Torah says, "No, no, no. Let's." It's like it's like a Jew. You know, you say a whole story. You, 
He asked the rubbish child, instead of getting an answer, you got to hold the rosh. Right? I, I asked the question, give me an answer. You know, so I, so I'm, I'm bringing the, bringing the Bikurim. We do the same thing in benching, by the way. Right? So we're, we, we, Baruch Hashem, we, we had a meal, we feel satisfied. Right? My gosh, say thank you. Know, you know, the, the bell says rub, dub, dub, you know, thanks for the grub. Amen. Right? You know, like, I, that's more like sort of we would have, we would have intuited. That's not, because that's not how the, 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 the Torah understands the mitzvah of saying thank you for the bread. So we do the same thing over here. Rashi says, Unisa um, Marto. No. So the the point of uh, this parsha is the parsha of that you're not coffee type, you're macrotype. So in this parsha is, in, is is indicated that the correct way to be macrotype is to be, to see a full picture. If you don't see a full picture, you're not really being macrotype because the words macrotype do not mean gratitude. Makatai means to recognize the good. So if, if I just focus on the Bersha was nice enough to give me lunch, and I don't see that in the context of of a, of a lifetime, and the importance of, why is lunch important? Excuse me for saying it in a blunt sense. So a person doesn't eat lunch, and he's not alive anymore. Right? He's died of starvation. Ma'abaya. Well, that's not that's not true. But life has a purpose. There's Torah, there's mitzvahs, there's chukim. Rosh gave us Eretz Yisrael, which that's the place where we can come to Urbanim, etc. So lunch is important in the context of life. If life is not important, then lunch is not important either. If life has no purpose, then lunch has no purpose. So yeah, I appreciate the lunch, but like that that's it. it, it why is it so important? You should have lunch. I mean, um, purpose in life requires a, a much bigger picture. Say it, in, say it in different terms. We would all recognize if uh, there's two individuals out there who need, who are, feel very weak and they, they really need some sustenance and I go and I feed them. One fellow is a uh, a neurosurgeon and by, by the fact I give him lunch he's able to get the strength to go to go do a surgery and save somebody's life another fellow is a drunk who lives in the, in, in the gutter who otherwise uh, wouldn't have the strength to, to take another drink so I fed the, both of them lunch so which one was a bigger type of? The, the the feeding of lunch which led to something with that energy, of something of significant, tremendous significance. I've done a greater toiva in that sense than the, the fellow who then uses the energy to to get another bottle of whiskey. So the, we thank Kodesh Baruch for lunch in the context of the, the value system that he gave put put in our lives. So lunch is very significant at that point in time. So the same thing would be Kurim. I put it in context. So then, the 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 point of the, the, these parshiyos is 
to create a context of recognizing what, what is the benefit we have from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Russian took us out of Mitzrayim. So we don't want to, we don't want to be Kofi Toiva, but like, and therefore what? So we're not in pain, we're not in affliction. If, we, if, if the Russian would not have taken out of Mitzrayim, we'd still be slaves. So the life of a slave is a life of servitude, you don't have freedom, you can't do whatever you want, and you get beaten up, etc. So we're appreciated that they didn't get. We're not getting beaten up. Is that really the message? Or that life of servitude prevents us from being the nation that we're supposed to be? It would have held us back from fulfilling our role as the leaders of mankind, with a message to all of, to the whole world, and an and a function to serve Kadosh Baruch on the base of Mikdash, etc. We would have the fire of Mitzrayim, and that's horrible because it's like the Holocaust, you know, that you know they had went through horrible deprivation. Uh, uh, yes, that's not true. Akar Satoyim, you're not really being, you're not really recognizing the benefit. If you stop there, you don't really, you don't understand what the Russian did for you. He didn't just take you out of servitude. He opened up a whole life. A world uh, for you. He opened up a whole world for you. He opened up a whole purpose from the world, the world, for mankind through this. That's the hakaras you need to to do. So there's one place in the Torah where the Torah forces us to stop. Is that don't look at the specific thing in front of us, but see this global picture. See see it in context. When you want to come and say thank you, you have to understand what was that thank you about. What are you? Th- what are you? What are you? Th- what are you appreciating? Kershatov is appreciation. You have to appreciate what what's there. What is it that you're appreciating? Okay, so th- that's I think the the significance of this parsha. That I can't under- understand lunch in, in any other context other than the fact that there was Yisias Mitzrayim, there was there was an Yisias, there was Eretz Yisrael. There's we're here to serve. And, and Bershom is, is, we're here to serve Kodesh Baruch Hu. Th- that whole picture is why lunch is important. So I really appreciate lunch now. Now that I know, together with lunch, I, I, I re- re- recognize that I, 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 I am a member of Christ and I have a role in life. So that lunch gave me the sustenance to go out there and make a Kodesh Hashem. It's a whole different thank you for the lunch. Okay. The. That answers that part, and that's why I think the Rambam says that, that you know, Chazal came along and said, "This is a, besides that, this is a concise version of Yisrael Mitzrayim." Which you know that would be the, maybe the obvious answer, but the, the 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 this is also a paradigm of how to approach how to discuss Yisrael Mitzrayim by the Seder. The purpose of that is to put it in context of, okay, we're, we're so thank you because we're the Adam Mitzrayim. Because we're not getting beaten up. I mean, that, I, I, yes, that's very. We're very appreciative of that. But that that's all we can think of. We missed the point. So that explains that. But we still have two. We still have two questions. Um, we have. The, 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 he makes two declarations. He got the Yerim Hashem Alekach. Kivosi Elor Sashir Nishba Hashem Lavasin Alosaslam. He says. I, I came into the land. Which the question was, he didn't just come into the land, he's been there for many, many generations. 
the second question is Marta, which according to the Targum means not that you that you declare loudly like Rashi says, but rather you're responding. You 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 and you respond and you say, or literally you return. Okay. So um, I want to suggest a shot, and I, I'm not convinced that it's true. But I think if even if the word is not true to answer the question, I think that there's some food for thought over there. And I told you before the word that I heard from the Meshkiach of the in the square. If you don't like the word, shalach tashalach is aim, v'vesabonim tikach Right? Okay. So you, I'm giving you four issues to be shalach tashalach is aim, but but the but the bonim, but the message tikach So I want to suggest the following. Kivos Yelo'aretz means we find multiple places in the Torah that idea of freshness. That there's idea of we got the mitzvahs 3,000 years ago. It's if you got it, as if you got it today. When it comes to Kars the Iker Kars is that we have Eretz Yisrael, which means we have we have Eretz Yisrael as a vehicle to serve Kodesh Baruch Hu. You need to relate to that. Kivosi Eloritz. I like it just came. Imagine the elation, the appreciation, uh, and the, that that you have for Kodesh Baruch Hu at the moment you just got Eretz Yisrael. The Chai Vadim Lirzatki Kilu Yatsem Mitzrayim concept. Is almost it applies over here. Chayav Nulis Zatz Kilo Achshav Bol Eretz Yisrael. I'm not aware of any such Chazal. It says that. That's why. I'm, that's why I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure that the Pshat is. If I find a Chazal which says that, I would be okay. Slam dunk. Grand slam. We, we're, 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 that's that's that is a Pshat. I'm not aware of such a Chazal. But if there isn't such a Chazal, I'm going to make it up right now. And. It's interesting that the post says, Higanti Hayoim Hashem Alokecho. Vermarte Lov. Higanti Hayoim. That's the same word Hayoim. Rashi says, Kilo Hayoim Nitna. Higanti Hayoim, I'm declaring today, as opposed to what I'm declaring yesterday. I'm saying the basic mixture and saying, I hear I'm declaring today. That word Hayoim is extra. Higanti, I'm declaring. So the, the post says Hayon, that you the person declares it, it's that I, I am declaring about it. Is it's a, it's a fresh idea today? Again, I don't, I'm sure it's not a pshat. I think at least in the world of Jewish, it fits nicely. Um, so a person is able to mimarer himself an appreciation of something which is old and really appreciate it now. You know, I maybe I belabor this marshal too much. Right. Um, I was saying this over to the to the to the, to the You know, the talk about davening. It's saying the same words in davening again and again and again. It's very challenging. So I said, you know, you guys aren't married yet. One um, you you be married sooner or later, you know, some sooner, some later. Right. There's a, a three-word phrase which spouses say to each other on a fairly regular basis. I love you. Right, so the story goes, which is clearly apocryphal, about a wife that came to, that came to the rabbi Shalom Bias issues, and the wife didn't want to get. You know, husband never says I love you. Husband says I don't understand. 
We got married. But under the chuppah, I said, "I love you." And like you know, I never changed. Chazaka, like you know, when nothing changed. I still love you. Like why do I have to repeat myself? It's time to say words, right? Obviously, that doesn't work, right? So you say, "I love you" again. Do you ever get tired of "I love you"? Because the feelings of love for today are not because I loved you yesterday. Not because I will love you tomorrow. Because right now I love you. So it, it, that's that's a kind of mischatches. I, I, I don't have to say, you know, since 35 years ago, 37, 37 accounting years ago, I married my wife. That's why I love her so much. So you're right. That's how it can be. It's very hard to have mischatches, you know, if I think about something that happened 37 years ago. If I appreciate where I am right now, that right now this situation in my life, the, the benefits that I have, and I say, well, that happened because, through the vehicle of a marriage of 37 years ago, but the the impact is totally fresh right now. I love you. The Russian took us out of Mitzrayim and gave us Eretz Yisrael over, you know, over 3,000 years ago. The benefit and the impact is fresh. It's right now. And therefore, my Hakkar's attempt to Kodesh Boruch was not a 3,000-year-old a, a stale Hakkar's It's a It's a fresh, immediate Hakkar's right now. So, when the person is able to say, then it's possible to say, after I, I get into that state of mind, then the the I I can, as it were, continue based on that. I, I can re, I can respond to that thought. That thought invo- invokes evokes another thought. Now, now I talk about the history. Now I talk about everything which took place, not because it's history, but because it it, it defines what who I am, what I am, and what I have, right now. I imagine, you know, there's. If you want to talk about a uh, um, a se- semi-modern marshal, you have a child of a king, right? So, four generations back, his great great grandfather, you know, conquered this 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 kingdom and became the king. So the days which you know he said, you know, I'm a king, you know, I'm a prince, you know, got all this luxury, fairly fairly. Solid future ahead of him, etc. And it doesn't think about it. And he thinks about it. Right, the benefits are immediate and fresh right now. The reason why it happened is because four generations ago, his grandfather did heroic efforts to to get something. So he's a Carson for for his grandfather's heroic efforts are not stale. Because today he feels the benefit. So if he can understand the benefit right now and he feels good about that, then he can have a course of toiv for what happened four generations ago. And it's not a stale, it's a brand new course of toiv because the benefits are brand new. The, the, what he's reaping is, is fresh right now. So the, the kudum of course of toiv is to recognize toiv. It requires that we, we need to have a strong, positive 
reaction to who we are and what we have and what we stand for. And we need to recognize that. And from that vantage point, I'm not denying the time that I have. I'm recognizing the time that I have. The time that I have, the, the, the husband says, you know, I recognize that I, I, I'm so happy in my marriage. That's not old that's That's fresh HaKorosetoy. Right now I have benefits from the fact that I'm married. Right now I have benefits from the fact that I'm a member of Klai Yisrael, and Klai Yisrael plays an exalt, a, a, a significant role in the history of mankind. It's the leaders of the mankind. It's, it's able to, we are able to work with the way that no other nation gets to do that. We get all of Habo in a way which nobody else gets. And I have that today. Now I say, oh, so when did that happen? How did that happen? But it's when you come from that, that vantage point of that excitement, the story is fresh. Ah, it's the same story. I don't know whether you've ever had this experience. Um, I don't know, it seems to always happen with the Yidin. Like, you know, I went through the war, right? And they go to the family simchas. And they get up to speak. And every drush is exactly the same, right? Have you ever, ever had this experience, right? You know, it says, who would have dreamt when I was coming out, that, you know, that, that, from the, that, you know, one day we were going to see, you know, all these eight o'clock and the customers. It's the same drosh every single time. Is it stale? To the listeners, maybe. To the, to the one who's saying it? No. He's reliving the, the Yitzia from, the, from, the, from the, 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 the castration camp. But the reason why he's able to say it with such vim and vigor because right now he's feeling the benefit of that. He's seeing his animal costume. That's not stale. That's fresh. Because he feels such simple right now, he looks back and says, well, that happened because what happened when I, when I was able to, I was saved, Kodoproko saved me from the Nazis. That's how you're supposed to say the Haggadah. From a vantage point of, of, of an excitement and appreciation and a, a total freshness of what it means to be a Yid. And I'm so happy and excited that I really appreciate that. And therefore, I appreciate the fact that Russia took me down to Mitzrayim because that's what led to it. That's what gave me that. So I'm sitting there with this this moment of of of, of satisfaction, of how, and I'm recognize how much I have. And I say, well, where did that come from? And I I know the story because I already said it last year, and I said it the year before, and I said it, say it every single day. It's not, it, it doesn't it doesn't grow stale. You ask that Zayda. You know, the next day, after he makes the drosha, you sit down with him and say, oh, I'm curse, I'll tell you the look where I came from, you know. Three weeks later, you meet him again, Hazama curse, like, 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 right? It's a fresh kind. Which I, so I think that's the message I wanted to share with you, is this Lakuda of, the Raman says specifically that the place to look, the Haradarsha, the, the Gada, is the Parsha of Arami Yavirovi. And Rabbi Yerbedovi is not just a story. It's a story in the context of a curse of But curse of doesn't mean they have a gratitude. It means Pashat really, really recognizing what we have. And when we do that, it energizes and electrifies what, what we're doing by the Seder or life in general. Right? Um, I, I, I told you once 
that said the following observation. He was walking the second of the Yomtev from Pittsburgh, and he's passing by. There was this non-Jewish fellow walking along, uh, walking his dog. Non-Jewish fellow, not Rabbi Tversky. Um, and listening to music in his ears, and it was dancing around. It's like, you know, just like totally oblivious of everybody around him, just like so happy with life. He said to himself, you know, in the last 36 hours, I sat by two storm with my children, with my age grandchildren. I said, kind of midst of the rice of matzah the first night, midst of the run of matzah the second night. I said, kind of midst of morer, the kind of midst of morer. I said, kind of midst of dollatrices. I said, kind of midst of haggadah the rice of the first day, the run of the second day. I, I did the midst of halal at nighttime in shul, and again by the in the seder, and I did it again in shul the next day. Why am I not walking around snapping my fingers and dancing like like this this fellow over here? Like, why aren't we like energized and exhilarated? But what it means to be a Jew, right? What it means that we have this unique and extraordinary relationship with the Kodesh and he he had this observation like it hit him like you know, it's a good question, like you know. If we would stop and th- really stop and push and be recognize what it mean, what we have. So sometimes the problem is we only recognize things in the context of not when we not ha- we don't have them. So a person who went through the war had done such deprivation recognizes the benefit, the good. Somebody who grew up like that, he never really thinks about what what, what it would be without it. And that's what the cold over there. I need to sort of stop and think what it mean. What would it be like without it? What would life be if I wouldn't be here? How empty would my life be? I I, I I can't relate to such a concept. Right? I once said this in the context of not you know Yid versus non you know non Jew, but in the context of a Maimon versus versus an atheist. A person who doesn't believe there's a creator, I, I cannot figure out what they do with their life. Because by definition, if there's no creator, I mean, the world is random. Every single thing you do is totally worthless. By definition. I'm the nicest guy in the world or I'm the meanest guy in the world. But what's the difference? The whole thing is random. If a person really believes that, it has to be totally depressing. It's totally, you know, so like, why, why try? Just, you know, I suppose, if, as long as... I mean, if you want to start to death, start to death. But if you want to live, fine. You know, but no, nobody cares. But you, 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 there's, there's, there's seven and a half billion people on the face of the earth, and you are at a blip in, in, in the course of time, which are totally, and you're totally worthless. Right? If you, if a person would be misbinded into what it means that he doesn't believe in a creator, you would stop and think about that. So the answer is that's why there's a multi-trillion-dollar business called entertainment. To make sure you don't stop and think, because you stop and think, you know it's so depressing. You can't you can't go on with life. You you, you a person realizes that there was a creator, you created the world for a purpose. So every single thing that you do is purposeful. 
That's what it means to be a yid. Right? The Bershom gave us a role to play, a, a significant role to play. So every single action that we do is, is, is morally significant, to, for good or for bad. Right? So it's just like, that's it, yes, it's Ryan. So if I can sort of like feel and a level of elation on that thought, so we sort of like imagine what it would be like without Yisrael Mitzrayim. So the problem wouldn't be that we, we we'd be slaves and we'd be, we would have difficult lives. The problem is we, we we would have zero function or purpose. And now we have the other extreme. We have extraordinary function and purpose. So then, on the other basis, you don't necessarily think about that. That's you know, function and purpose. But once in a while, you stop and think about it. Like you know, I can't imagine what it means to live a life. I, I had this aura, and you know, getting ready, ready. But I remember one time, like I um, I was one. I was one. I was thinking of the shiver for my mother. I was thinking about what happens when a person loses a loved one and they, they don't have terror. So they have no idea how to deal with it. They do these weird things, you know. But why are they doing that? Right? Because there's, there's no context to deal with such a loss. The Torah gave you a context. I was thinking, well, like, you know, I, I can't imagine the pain of if a person who's an atheist and there's no afterlife. When somebody dies, it's totally over, forever. That's got to be painful. We know the neshama lives on. We know that we, we still the neshama still can relate to us. We still relate to the neshama. We can do mitzvahs which benefit them. I, that's so comforting. It's not like a black hole, a void in which which comes. So that's just one mashahu of, of the, the uh, that's a, a, a microcosm of what it means, the difference between having a purposeful life and a purposeless life. So anyway, that's the thought. Hopefully it'll help your, your Seder a little bit.